Welcome back, everyone, to another ride along with Jeff and Colleen. Hey. And uh, we um, we're out and about, and a moment of silence for my PC that has gone off. Uh-huh. It's been I think fifteen years. Probably about that. Yeah. Uh, maybe not quite it that long. 12, 13. But Definitely was, uh, between 10 and 15 is what I'm thinking. Yeah, it was... But anyway, yeah. So, I don't know when this will be released. i got to figure things out. So, but I was watching a documentary, and I believe it was called The Last Blockbuster hmm. on uh, Netflix. And it really kind of conjured up a lot of memories, and I figured we kind of go back through what it was like using Blockbuster the whole Hollywood video and and how how things were back video in those rental day, stores? video oh, rentals yeah. and, and since there's very few of them around now yeah I mean I remember when it was like you could drive down the street down a you know main street in any town any town practically and you might see over a three or four mile stretch three or four video store run or video rental stores like blockbuster you know hollywood video you might see some other little mom and pop type shops but you would see many driving down the street and like it wasn't unheard of to to see a few, quite a few of them and it was interesting because it there were, as you say, a lot of them. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of like David, David and Goliath, yep. and all this. I mean, for sure. Like these days, if Sam opened up Sam's Coffee, yep. Sam would not survive unless Sam, Sam would have figured a tough out time. some type of little edge or thing mm-hmm. that would make him whatever. Hopefully make him a lot of money, but make him different than everybody else. Sure, and that's so. that is the key right there. You have to be different than, say, Starbucks or right. Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf or Gloria Jeans. I don't even know if Gloria Jeans even exists anymore. Yeah. But for sure, you know, Starbucks is the is the Goliath that everybody has to compete against. There are coffee shops. It's not like there aren't mom and pops around. It's just there are Starbucks everywhere you turn and look. Yeah, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the train back on the track. I don't want to keep talking about it, but that is interesting. Is we we may want to talk about small business at one point, but this documentary was very interesting, and they were saying that initially the studios found out about these little tiny mom-and-pop video rental stores, uh-huh. and initially, when you had a video rental store, you had to pay the studio for the copy of the videotape, Correct. and it was like 70 to $75. Which would have been a lot more. of money. Would have been a lot of money back in the, what, 80s? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been expensive. And Very so... Expensive. What they, what the mom and pops would do is buy, let's say, three copies of a new release. Yeah. And they would say, you know, we have Top Gun or whatever. Yeah. And 
but we only have a, a few copies Limited because it was so expensive. Yeah. yeah. And and so later on, what when when Blockbuster came in, they made deals with the studios and said, "You give us fifty plus copies of any new release, yep. and we'll pay two dollars for each of them, and then we'll share the revenue with you." Once that, once the ink dried on that, yeah. mom and pops were pretty much done. Yeah. And and yet, meaning they would pay. So, for example, if they ordered fifty copies, right, of Top Gun, right, they would pay only two dollars per copy, which mm-hmm. means a hundred dollars. Yep. And then whatever revenue they would share part of the revenue. Yep. That they for the rental, and if yep. you're renting it at three dollars a pop, mm-hmm. and you're running it for what two three-day rentals yeah and you're renting that movie two three times a week and you've got 50 copies that's that's a lot of money on a weekly basis oh, that's yeah. a lot of money mm-hmm. that's a lot of money so i mean just just based on just a couple of things it's a new release so everyone's going to be yeah. clamoring for it yep number two you you're casting a wide net you're getting sure. a lot of new release mm-hmm. videos of so course. you're you're trying to do your best to meet the demand sure. and all you're going to get is money coming back so i mean it's that's it, a no brainer yeah that's a so. total no brainer that's a pure profit thing that's like i mean yeah that's amazing yeah that's amazing so and that's why they became so huge I remember, and the, Blockbuster was always frustrating to me mm-hmm. because I had to reset my um, interest in new releases, you know, because I would go down there and I would say, boy, I want to see Short Circuit or I want to see something brand new. Yeah. And I would go in, none of it. None of them. Yeah, they'd be all gone. And if there was a movie that was, like, similar named, mm-hmm. that would be there. And I would get all excited. Oh, my gosh, this movie. Yep. You know, it was, it was there, and i pick it up, and it's something else. Yep. Or it was the right name, but it was some other movie. In there. Oh, dude. That was, was the worst. Just... That, to me, was the worst. Was when they had the, you know, the spine didn't right. have the actual like name on it properly it had a generic label and you're like is this the right movie because you had no details yeah i hated when they didn't have the actual like true official box like they took it out of there and then you get home and it'd be something else or it wouldn't be the thing you thought it was and you're like i just spent all this money renting this movie and i don't want to watch this movie this isn't like this isn't the movie I want to watch. And yeah. it's like bait and switch on a clickbait. Right. Now, these days, you can go to YouTube and you can watch any number of oh, totally. cinephile people who are just drenched in mm-hmm. the history of movies. Mm-hmm. And they could pick if you like this if if you like this movie, but you watched it and you were let down. Let me give you five other choices mm-hmm. that are way better. That that check all the boxes for this, whatever it is. Yep. And but in those days, it it 
it was interesting because I don't know that anyone, well, maybe they did ask, and I think that would have been an incredible job to work at a blockbuster mm-hmm. and go to college being a film student. Yeah. And somebody would say, hey, you know, I, I've seen every, you know, blah, blah, blah comedy in this genre from this actor or director. What do you suggest? Like, oh, my God. Re- okay. You know, have you ever seen uh, The Odd Couple, the original? Have you ever seen whatever? And just start naming off mm-hmm. all these old classic films. Yep. That would have been... A fantastic Well, that's funny job. that you'd mention that because we know someone whose son works at a, or at least he did, I don't know if he still does, he works at a video store, but their focus is really old, hard-to-get videos. Yeah. And he knows a lot of really old things. Like, if you, he knows a lot of the new stuff, too, but he's, you know, he says, hey, if you like this, you would yeah, we've got that. Or, oh, you know what? We've got this. If you really like that other movie here or that TV show or whatever, we've got X. It's just like it or similar to it or has, you know, it's it's going to be, in, you know, in your wheelhouse. It would be something you would enjoy. So if they do exist. And that, that, that video stars up in L.A. And I guess he gets a lot of celebrities in there, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, I I remember <clears throat> the, the one thing that, that I... Man, I couldn't, I couldn't get because our family was a thrifty lot, mm-hmm. and I always wanted a laser disc machine mm-hmm. because the laser disc companies they would have these classic films, and you'd have to turn them over and all that. Mm-hmm. But they would have the Criterion Collection, mm-hmm. which was just this cinephile to the hundredth power and then they would have these little documentaries and then they would have these extra scenes like there's a criterion I believe for Star Wars and all this but it's just that kind of thing never really came down I mean you could get them later on DVDs but it was Mm -hmm. really right And, and but but you know, Blockbuster was just finally getting movies into the masses. And I even remember the Block... Uh, I'm sorry. The VHS versus Betamax. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a Betamax rental place. Mm. And, I, you know, I, I just... I said, man, we don't have a Betamax machine. Oh, you don't? Oh, man, you gotta... <laughs> yeah. You know... I remember and, you could, there are places you could actually rent the machine to watch them. Yeah, yeah, I remember if you that. Didn't have yep. a DVD, uh, if you didn't have a VHS player, mm-hmm. or if you didn't have a Betamax, or if you, didn't, you could actually rent the machine to watch it. Yeah. Which is kind of one of those things that was really fun. My grandmother had one of the very first uh, Betamax machines ever. Because she was a psychologist, and she would videotape her, um, her sessions with her mm-hmm. groups. And so she would watch them at home to review and, and kind of go through people's cases and stuff and uh, for group therapy and stuff. So she had one and she got some you know early videos and stuff we could watch on there and uh, she had a nice little collection of old. And then she got it. She got one of the first VHSs as well. And so uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. We, 
I think I did that one time early on when I was out on a training in another city. Mm. Because, you know, we're in a hotel room and... Yeah. Yeah, anyway, it was just... I I did it once. I I can't remember the, the situation. But it was kind of strange when they started offering, like... Uh, movie watching accoutrement like popcorn oh, yeah. and candy. Oh, sure. And it was just kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. Are you talking about like Blockbuster? Or yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, to me, no, no, no. That was brilliant marketing because they could get, you know, these items in bulk at, say, like a Costco or, a, right. you know, Smart and Final or whatever, and they could easily turn around and sell them very, you know, mark up the price on them and sell you on the movie going experience have the movie movie theater experience at home that was their whole shtick yeah was hey it's going to the movies but without leaving your home so you want the whole experience that means hey we're gonna sell you you know two liter bottles of coke or other sodas or small ones Mm -hmm. and we're gonna sell you popcorn and candy and you just have to microwave it or you know what have you i mean it just it was it was pretty crazy, but it was brilliant marketing on their part. I and, think, anyway. Yeah, and, and I remember the when I started to not go when we bought like a DVD player or a mm-hmm. Blu-ray player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Target would be the place or Costco oh, yeah. would be the place yeah. to buy it. And then you didn't need to rent it anymore because you owned it Best Buy. Yeah, you could get all kinds of stuff. And even then, you know, music stores, traditional right. music stores started selling videos and stuff. Licorice Pizza, Sam Goody, Tower Records, they all started selling videos and stuff. And and ironically, are any of them still even in business? I know Licorice Pizza's not. No. Sam Goody's not, and I don't think Tower is either. No. I think they're all, they've all gone the way of the dodo. T- Tower, there's a very interesting, I'm recommending the documentary about Tower Records. Hmm. I think it's called This Too Shall Pass hmm. or something like that. It, it's a fascinating uh, story about you Tower Records. You definitely are more interested in documentaries than I am. But sometimes but, they're really good and so they're fascinating. But yeah, I just have to be in the mood for it. So in, in, in bringing this in for a landing, I remember when... Target was my litmus test mm-hmm. for videos and DVDs and Blu-rays and all that. And we, you know, I just stopped going to to a Blockbuster. And then I remember Hollywood Video went up against Blockbuster and really tried to kind of take it over. And, block, and Hollywood Video just faded away. Yep. And then Blockbuster Video mm-hmm. went away. Yep. You know, I, and in my opinion, because of Netflix and mm-hmm. uh, other yep. streaming and rental uh, situations. Redbox. I mean, right. dude, even right. Redbox is now mm-hmm. kind of gone the way of the dodo. Yeah. I don't recall seeing too many of those around anymore. I remember when Redbox was the thing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You could go to the local grocery store and yeah. pick up your groceries and buy lottery tickets and pick up movies to watch for the evening. Yeah. And, and now it's all streaming. And so... Almost all. I would go to Target, and I re- I remember I mentioned this on our uh, previous podcast about Once Upon a Time, and I said, watch the 
DVD, CD, or the, the DVD Blu-ray rental area start to disappear. I had one, one person send me an email and say, I, you know, I don't think you're right. It's mm-hmm. just never going to go away. <laughs> and now, right now, you go and look for, I mean, you can find some Blu-rays. You can mm-hmm. find some DVDs. Sure. But I'm telling you, it used to be aisles and aisles and aisles. Oh, and it yeah. just shrink, mm-hmm. shrink, shrink now. Right. Racks so. and racks and racks mm-hmm. of videos that you could buy. And even music. You can't, you can hardly buy music at, you know, CDs or anything at Target anymore. Right. People aren't releasing hard CDs as much. Yeah, the new hip thing now is vinyl. Vinyl is making well, a quote-unquote comeback. comeback. Correct. But what I'm saying is, yeah. even the music sections mm-hmm. are dwindling down to almost nothing. Yeah. They used to be literally an entire you know quadrant, almost full, like five, six racks easily of DVDs, VHS tapes, CDs, you name it. Music and videos were huge took up a huge space right. in target and now it's like a couple of racks if that and it's like hard i mean now it's kind of like it's it's pretty pointless so looping <laughs> back to this documentary there's a lady it was she's called the blockbuster mom i think her name was sarah if i, if I remember right she really cared about her job and if somebody asked for a movie she would go out to Target and look for it or go on Amazon and buy it because she wanted to service the people that came to her store. She cared about those people, uh, the, the customers. And so um, it was really kind of a sad thing when, when it came down to she was in the last blockbuster. Mm. And uh, kind of kind of sad. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a slice of life, and there there's one gentleman they interviewed in this documentary. He used to own forty plus blockbuster franchises, wow. and then it went down to one. And I think the last one was uh, in in Bend, Oregon, I think. But it was just very interesting. Just the fervor. I mean, video rentals, blockbuster is white hot, mm-hmm. and you know. And now it's almost oh, gone. That, that was like the 80s, end of the 80s, early 90s. That was like the thing. We would be like, what are we doing tonight? We're going to go to Blockbuster and get something. Hey, session such is coming out tomorrow. We got to go to Blockbuster and be, you know, like first ones to get it. And we would do that. That was like yeah. the thing we would do. And it was always a big deal. Frozen yogurt and go to Blockbuster. If Blockbuster could have <laughs> teamed up and, and had Blockbuster next door to like a Pizza Hut, I think they could have took over, but that would have been interesting. Maybe. I mean, you know, Pizza Hut, their big thing was delivery. That was the whole thing right, with Pizza right. Hut. People didn't go to Pizza Hut. You don't go pick it up. It's more delivery. But, yeah, I mean, like, anytime you, or if you're going to pick up pizza, something, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Anything, yeah. any food, pick up next to, yeah. if you have a restaurant next to a Blockbuster, at one point in time, you were making bank. Mm-hmm. Major, major bank. Yeah. So... Listeners, what uh, what memories do you have of uh, renting uh, DVDs or VHSs or movies? Um, what what are your memories of that? And uh, if you'd like to share something, uh, you can share it on Twitter. A little short, but it's at Ride Along Pod 
on Twitter, or you can send us an email at feedback at ridealongpod.com. And until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen saying see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.